What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tie Cutters Podcast. I am your host, Patrick McGuire, coming to you live from Tie Cutters Academy. Uh, so in today's episode, I'm going to teach you guys something that is like super beneficial, uh, basically, and it's all it's going to be legal too, but I'm going to teach you how to print money. So stay tuned. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tie Cutters Podcast, um, a portion of Tie Cutters Academy, where I go through and, and teach you some skills and some things that can really help you in your career. So as I mentioned before in this episode, I'm going to teach you how to legally print money, um, which is kind of funny, right? We always hear that. Oh, I'm going to teach you how to legally print money. And you're like, eh, what a crock, right? But... um. No, I figured I would just name it that, right? But I am going to teach you some great ways to, you know, basically avoid that slow period of the year, the month, whatever you're doing, um, and continue to generate more and more business. So before I get started, I figured I'd kind of catch you guys up on what's been going on. So it's been probably like two weeks. I'm trying to stay to a podcast a week. The problem with that is that recently, um, anyone who knows me knows that I have kind of a zoo at my house. Um, so I have three dogs and a cat. And basically what happened is I was put, kind of putting the episode together and the cat decided that uh, she was going to chew my recording equipment. So I kept kind of running back and forth, like, what should I do? Should I go out and buy more equipment? Um, I wanted to get something out to you and out to the audience, the you faithful people out there who are listening, um, and just make sure that I'm continuing to provide content that you can continue to use um, no matter what you're selling. So that's why I kind of was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. This is going to be like really raw because I'm basically just going to use my phone, no microphone, um, nothing else, just to make sure that I can get it out to you. So to kind of catch up to to uh, what's been going on with me, um, you know, recently we uh, at work, me and a, another uh, colleague of mine relaunched um, something that we had started last year called uh, Capabilities Training. And it is a way to build on the capabilities of all the reps and and the employees of the business. So we kind of started it last year um, with good intentions. Unfortunately, if you don't execute your good intentions, they kind of go to the wayside. So we started, We I think we had like two or three um, academies there kind of like tackling objections, understanding how to open, elevator pitch, like that kind of stuff. Um, And then it kind of fell off, right? You know, we kind of let let the uh, business kind of take over. Um, Obviously, it's important that you you still are able to run the business. Um, I was also transitioning from roles at that time too. So I had to kind of learn the new responsibilities, um, which I had to make sure that I was focusing on that um, to make sure that I was successful. So started it last year, 
um, had our first episode this year, or the, our first academy this year, um, and basically just covering the basics, right? Kind of getting everyone back into the basics of what could be lost day in and day out when you are constantly repeating the same actions. So for those of you who don't know, uh, my in the business that I'm in, it's more of a service sell and not so much of a like cold sale or hard sale. So it it requires a lot more work um, and effort um, and maybe not so much selling. So I wanted to kind of relaunch this again this year and get everyone back into the mindset that, you know, you're called a sales rep for a reason. So getting them back into the mindset of winning, you know, how do we win? And um, starting off with the basics, so that's pretty cool. Um, the difference between last year and this year is last year we kind of, I don't know, nonchalantly put together an, you know, an academy here and there. Um, this year we actually have it completely mapped out. So basically every other month we kind of use um, every other period. But every other period we're going to hold an academy um, with each work group and make sure that everyone is on the same page. So in any, in any time that you work at a sales organization, it's super important to realize that everybody in that organization is responsible for selling. You know, whether it's meet and greet or you're, you know, you're kind of you have to constantly be building that business in order to be successful. So, looking forward to that. There's a lot of great content that I'll be doing um I was talking with another uh, coworker on on getting um, maybe getting some of the recordings up um, and doing kind of like a live classroom uh, recording because I thought that'd be kind of cool and kind of share that with you know the building if you weren't there you can kind of be there um, but so that's that's pretty cool um, I'm enjoying that right now um, if you haven't noticed. The blog is up and running, I'm kind of adding content. I'm trying to keep it different from the podcast episodes and anything else that I'm I'm planning on doing. Um, I'm using WordPress, and it's funny because I've kind of noticed that it's not the easiest thing to like when you do something day in and day out. And I've been selling now for quite some time. It's almost natural, right? Like it's a reflex. So when I'm out in front of a customer, it's like a switch turns on. When I leave and I come home, I'm probably like a lay down. Like I'm tired of selling. I'm I'm kind of, you know, I don't know. It's but it's really weird. So started the uh the blog, have a few uh blogs out there right now, and I think one of the hardest things, and even doing these episodes, it's it's got to be kind of like the the process, right? It's natural to me now, but I kind of have to sit back and think and break it down. You know, anytime that you're you're going to train someone, um, you have to break it down so that everyone will understand it in their own way. Everyone learns differently. Um, everyone, you know, is is kind of a you know, some people are visual learners, others like to read, write it, whatever. So I kind of have to break it down so that everyone will benefit from that. So a little different, 
Uh, but I'm kind of trying to adapt to that um, and not make it, you know, all kind of long and boring and just like never ending. So um, I also, if you haven't noticed, I uh, I changed the the Facebook group Tie Cutters Academy uh, to public. I had it as private for quite some time. Um, but I was basically looking to, you know, get kind of boost membership, right? So the only way that, you know, we can, this can really be successful is by boosting the memberships. I'm not charging anything, um, for the episodes or any of the content that I'm putting in. Um, but it definitely helps. So every new, every new person, you know, it definitely helps to kind of get new people in there. I know I will probably learn something. You might learn something. Um, anyone can post, you know, if there's a issue they're having, an obstacle they're coming across. Um, doesn't matter what the industry is. And that's kind of what this is about. It's, it's helping you understand that you're not tied down to one industry. Like if you sell cars, don't ever think that that's all you can sell. If you sell software, don't ever think that's all you can sell. Um, the process remains the same, but the product will change. So that's kind of where this this whole thing started is kind of helping everyone understand like if you aren't 100% happy and in your current career, then switch careers. You know, switch the product that you're selling. Move on. But there's really no point in showing up to a, a company um, – and just dreading, just even like, you know, clocking in or, or making that first phone call, email, or that first cold call. There really isn't a point to it. So find, you know, find a company that will treat you right. Good salespeople are super hard to come by. Um, a lot of a lot of salespeople will claim to be, you know, outstanding, but are they doing everything they need to? Probably not. Um they could have had a, a luck. They could have, you know, things can change all the time. But, you know, good salespeople are definitely hard to come by. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, if, you, if you're if you a part of the group on Facebook, um, you know, definitely reach out to anyone that you know in sales to join. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, and if you're not a part of the group and you're listening to this, then go find the group. Um, join up be active, you know, make some posts, um, and, you know, enjoy the content that's being posted. So to kind of end the, uh, the whole catch up that I'm doing, the one, the other piece of this too, um, and in sales in general is sales is one, probably one of the highest stressed jobs you can ever have. You know, it not saying like, there aren't other stressful jobs like a neurosurgeon, but it's a high stress environment, right? A lot of times you might be commission only. And if you've ever done commission only, it's like it can be feast or famine. So it is like, it's crazy how many um, sales professionals just don't take care of themselves. And when you are constantly in a state of stress that you're actually in a state of cortisol, I think I'm saying that correctly. I don't know if I'm not, just make sure that you uh, correct me. But um, 
anytime that you're put into a high stress situation again and again and again, it builds up kind of like negative hormones in your body, which will lead to negative reactions. You'll find yourself getting sicker easier. You will be lethargic all the time. Um, if you're a road warrior, who knows if you're eating properly? You know, um, a lot of times you're just kind of, it's a grab and go situation. So I took it up. I took, um, my own health, you know, I had shingles at 30. Um, I quit smoking. My doctor basically told me that I was in the wrong career, which is kind of funny. Um, so I kind of changed my life around, realized that I, I, I may not, uh, I may not be in the right, I can, you know, remain in sales, but I might need to change the, um, structure of it. So I made the changes you can too. Um, but you have to realize that your health is a number one priority. Um, you know, stress way best one of some of the best ways to relieve stress are just working out. I work out five times a week. Um, I make sure that I'm eating And even if it's just setting an alarm on your phone, but just make sure that you're eating properly, drinking enough fluids. Um, Personally, I only drink every once in a while, kind of like special occasions, uh, because you can, you know, if you you let yourself get too deep, you'll find yourself drinking, smoking, um, and just eating like complete dog shit. So it is important that you eat properly, you know, work out. Um, those things alone will also build your confidence. And that's another huge thing when you sell, right? If you are good at selling, um, when you are paying attention to your health, it will help boost your confidence because you're going to feel better. So you're not going to feel like, like, you know, complete dog shit. You will feel better every day. But when you're in front of a customer, you know, you don't have to worry about kind of, do you have bags under your eyes? Are you, you know, do you still smell like alcohol? I've been there. I have been there. Um, but it's, I think it's a, it's definitely super important to take care of yourself. Um, that way the job is just the job. So, all right, clear my throat. Let's get down to the business. All right. So as I mentioned, Printing money, um, to me, it's always funny when people say that, but how we do this, right? So basically, the one of the best ways to control your destiny, right? That sounds super important, but it is. So I'm going to teach you how to control your destiny through referrals. So I don't care what you are selling. I will guarantee you that there are others... So if you sell someone, there are going to be others that you can talk to that are probably looking for your product or service or whatever, right? Um, even in my industry, it's it's um, it's a vendor service, right? But if you look at it and you just are, you know, narrow with your vision, then it's like, okay, I will wait for the next one. Okay, I'll wait for the next one. And you're going to add stress to yourself. But this is where referrals come in. So how 
can you continue to build on your referrals, which is pretty easy, right? So anyone's ever, anyone who has ever sold cars has probably asked for referrals. Um, the thing that's funny is that you don't think about it when, maybe if you left that industry. I know I was kind of in the same boat when I first started in the industry that I'm in now. So I kind of got out of that concept and that mindset of always asking people who they knew. You know, so you're getting used to hearing people talk and and everything. It's like, you own a business, so who do you know? Because if you own a small business, you probably know other small business owners. And if you own a large business, guess what? You probably know other large business owners. So it's actually pretty simple. So you get a new customer, you get a current customer, um, and one of my favorite times to ask for a referral is actually when you get rejected. The concept behind the rejection referral is that your product or service might not be for that person that you're selling, right? They're trying to find the product or service that matches them, but you're also trying to find the customer that is going to match your product or service. So it's kind of like a a date, right? You go on a lot of dates, but are you just going to date every single person that you are out on a date with or like? go marry them? No. You're going to take the time to get to know them um, and then build from there. So there are countless times where no matter what I was selling, and it was over email, phone, face-to-face, and it kind of just ended, right? The The sale ended, and it was a complete rejection. The You know, it could have been the wrong, it could have been me, the product, whatever, and it just wasn't meshing. It wasn't adding up they didn't want any parts of it. So it could be completely over, right? You can just end it and say, okay, deuces, you know, peace out. Both of you go on your way. This is like one of the most awkward times to ask someone who they know, but it's all about how you do it. So if you do it with finesse, it'll actually work out. So it's kind of like, hey, I realize that this may not be for you, but who do you know that that is, you know, in the market for this? Um... When you get a new customer, probably one of the best times to ask for referrals is when they're in that euphoric moment, right? So you get a new customer, you sign them up, um, they love the service, you're great, nothing can go wrong, and then you ask them for referrals. I've always kept it, um, I did this when I was selling cars, I did this um, when I was selling like the I've fallen and I can't get up, I always did this, right? I always asked for three people that they knew. I always kept the three, uh, but when I sold cars, uh, the car would be getting ready, the customer would be waiting to go into the finance office, um, and literally I would hand them a paper and say, hey, I'm going to go finish everything up, check on your car, write down three people, uh, first, last name, and phone numbers, um, who I can pass the same deal on to them, right? So I just gave you an awesome deal, Give me three names and three phone numbers, and then I would leave. I'll come back. I would have, you know, you might not have three, but I'm not going to pressure someone. Be like, no, 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 I need two more, or I need one more. Um, because one to three, they might give you more, but it's still better than zero, which is probably what you were working with to start. So ask them for referrals. Ask them who they know, who's looking, who might be looking. Um, but then it gives you the ability, right, to call 
and say, here's the deal, right? So I just sold John Smith or Mary Smith or whoever, right? I just sold them. Uh, they asked me to reach out to you directly, said that you might be in the market. If it's a business owner, hey, I just dealt with, you know, uh, Pat's, Pat's, um, there's like so many, I'm like thinking of actual businesses, which is kind of funny, but like, hey, I just sold the Pat's convenience store um, down the street. You know, I was in there, we worked it out, he loves it. I figured I'd stop in here. He mentioned that you would probably be looking for something similar. So I'm here to see if this is going to work with you. Then you just continue that process. So every time you get a customer, you just continue to build on that. So every time you get a referral, then you have a new you have warmer leads than cold leads, right? So now you have three warm leads. Then from those three warm leads, you can ask each individual say you have three, right? Now you can get three more from each of them. So you start with one customer, say you got three, and then you got three from each of those. So you can literally continue to expand and expand and expand um, if you continuously ask for three referrals. It's amazing where you can get with this process too, but you can gear it towards whatever you're doing. Um, and it's one of those things, right? Like everyone's always worried about doing birthday cards, right? That's one of the biggest things that you'll, you'll see birthday cards and anniversaries. And it's really overdone. Um, but it's not really a gift to anyone, right? It's, it's like, Hey, happy anniversary or happy birthday. Who do you know? It's like, no, why don't you just send them a, why don't you just send them a fucking card? The time to ask, I mean, you can call them, but don't call them on their birthday. Don't call them on their anniversary, and ask them who they know, just call them randomly and ask them. Be like, hey, how, you know, checking in on you. How's the service? How's the vehicle? Whatever you're selling, how's it going? And as soon as they say, oh, it's going really good, great. Who do you know? Is there anyone you know right now uh, that you can think of uh, that could also use the same service? Like now that you've experienced it, this is even better. So now I can call them and say, hey, had a great experience. He's loving the process loving the service, um, wanted me to reach out to you directly uh, because he knows that you would benefit from this service too. You just cleared a wall that would be up if you talk to anyone cold, right? So that's why asking for three referrals is awesome. It is like, it's one of the best things you can do. Um, I recently went over this at my job with one of our new business, um, one of our new business guys, actually more than one of them. We have like three, technically three, two to three. Um, and I went over this with him and I was like, if you, you know, every time you guys go into a, a business, right, you should be asking who they know because instead of having a cold lead, you have a lukewarm lead because now that there's a, a familiar, a familiar, uh, a familiarity, I love when I stumble across words, but now there's a, you know, a familiar face or name or whatever that when you approach them, because they don't know who you are, if you walk into a random business or talk to a random customer, you got, you got the Great Wall of China in front of you, um, and you've got to work on taking that down, but if I'm like, hey, I'm Pat McGuire, and I'm with whatever, um, John Smith asked me to stop in here and talk to you, it's like, oh, Oh, you know John. I know John. John actually just signed up for our service. 
I'm like, oh, okay. So it kind of helps break that down. And that's why it's so, it's, it's one of the best things you can do to make a slow month a not slow month. Um, but this is why we need to do this, right? And it could be awkward for you. It's you're asking someone for something. Just get used to talking to random people. Um, that's like one of the best things you can do is just talk to strangers. It's amazing. Like you can, I always ask everyone what they do and it's like a force of habit now, but I will talk to people at the grocery store. I will talk to people like waiting, um, but just asking what they do. You might find gold out there, just not even working, but technically you're like always working when you're in sales, but either way. All right, guys. So a little recap for you, right? So you ask for three referrals. You could say five. Find a number that works for you. Um, I always felt like five was too many. Three, but you can always have five lines or ask them, hey, give me five people that you know. I always thought three was a decent number. Um, that's why I always use three. And then it, it gave me time to you know, build build on those three and either close them or move on before I got to the next three and the next three and the next three. Um, but ask the new customers you're signing up, ask your current customers, and definitely get awkward, make it weird, and ask your rejections. So, all right, guys, have a good one. I will talk to you later. Enjoy.